Yo, it's your boy DJ Filthy Rich. What up, man? DJ Smooth. Yeah, it's your boy DJ Big X. And this is the We Outside Show. Outside. Welcome to We Outside Radio. We in the building, man. Big X, how you doing, bro? Oh, man, I'm doing great, man. We in here today, man. We going big today, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, congratulations. We just celebrated one year of the birth of the We Outside Show. So let's hey. make some noise in that. Clap it up for that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. You know, we, we like a year ago, I started doing this. Um, I was in a hotel in Chicago. You know, I, I was telling the story to uh, one, of the, one of the guys in here. Uh, a year ago, I had bought a bunch of equipment to start the radio show with you. Uh, smooth and Lala, and we finally got a year later to this point. Why it takes so long? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it took so long, but look, we finally got here, and um, I took the I took the equipment on the road with me to Chicago, and I was actually sitting in the room bored, and I said I'm gonna hook this equipment up and I'm gonna see what it do, and then from there, once I got on, somebody was online. They just kept saying, "I see you outside. I see you outside." And I just took that, and every time I logged on, I just always said, we outside, and it just stuck with me. And every time I went on, I just kind of gradually started developing, like, what I wanted the show to be about. And that was, like, really focusing on, like, new music and kind of, like, I would always kind of speak on, like, what was going on, but I wouldn't make that be a vocal point because I didn't want it to be a show that where I was just, like, talking about everything that was going on on the Internet. You yeah. didn't want to preach to us. <laughs> <laughs> Get your credit right. Right. And then, well, another aspect of the show you had before we came on, too, was um, you were letting artists come on there on live, on IG Live, and you were introducing new records, too, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was doing. You know, like I said, I was trying to uh, just give a lot of new artists a lot of exposure. And that's kind of like even even with this show, I can't do it as much as I was doing it online. But um, I do want to give a lot of artists a lot of a, a chance to get that exposure, especially with radio being a major component of really give, giving artists that exposure that they need to get bigger. Yeah. So we this the show has expanded. The platform has expanded. So now we are on Foxy 105. Shout out to Foxy 105. And the first ones that gave us our shot oh, yeah. on yeah, FM yeah. Radio. Uh, big shout out to Double O Key, man. What up, Michael Soul? Yeah, man. So Family. we on FM Radio now. And then this also doubles as a podcast on YouTube. Right. At the We Outside Show and WeOutsideShow.com. Yeah. Brand new website that we just launched. Y'all make sure y'all check that out. So, yeah, man, we just making it and, bigger and better, bro. And, and the thing about the YouTube stuff, we're going to actually do a lot more uncut stuff on the YouTube. So, make sure y'all get a chance. Y'all we can cuss? Yeah, we can cuss on, on YouTube. Okay. But, yeah. you know, on the radio show, we're going to keep it kind of PG. Okay, then. Cool. Yeah, so shout out <laughs> to everybody on FM Radio listening to us. Make sure if you want the uncut version, the We Still Outside version, make sure y'all subscribe <laughs> like to us that, on dude. YouTube. We Still Outside. We Still Outside. Yeah. That's, yeah. What's our uh, YouTube page, X? Uh, hashtag the We Outside Show. Yeah, that's dope. See, we might be the only YouTube page with a hashtag too. Yeah, that's kind of hard. Okay. I like that. All right, so smooth. What's good with you, brother? Hey, man. Listen, Brandon, brother, just in here doing this thing. Just uh, you know, moving around, staying on the road, uh, enjoying life, getting older, being a father, then just trying to be a dope DJ, help these artists out, man. You know, the, the same old thing that I've been doing for the last 10, 12, 13, 14, however many years I've been in the game. Yeah, a long time. So yeah. for the people who are not familiar with you. Name some of the things that you've done in this game. Yeah, man. Well, you know, I've been a radio personality since 2004. Um, shout out to my brother, man, DJ Skills. I, I actually got an opportunity. I was the the shiznit around, that ain't a cuss word, uh, around my neighborhood. So, you know, there's always this thing where they like, man, who's, who's this DJ that's making noise and doing, I was that guy in South Georgia. So another pop it, pop it. Yeah. So another DJ decided to just up and leave the station. You know what radio man, everybody just switch and swap around or whatever. So this guy just left. From what I understand, he stuck a note under the door, like, I'm out. 
and they needed a mixer. So my guy was like, man, I got this dude that's just going crazy. And um, I, I think I sent a mix in, but I didn't really audition, man. They just brought me in and threw me on the spot. Two turntables of Crater Records, man, and I went at it, and I got the five o'clock mix show at um at iHeart, or it was Clear Channel at the time at ninety seven nine, the Heritage Station. Everybody knows from Otis Redding, Little Richard, James Brown, all of them. So it's the big station. So I just took what I had going on and added that to it. So, but I was more or less like a LeBron pick for them because I had so much going on in the streets. I was already a promoter. I'd already been at sixteen. I figured out you can just rent the club for three hundred. Put five hundred people in there <laughs> and make uh, some money. Yeah, so so for everybody, the hundred and fifty dollar DJs that we always speak on in the <laughs> DJ community. Yeah, I was that at fifteen, sixteen, and I seen the the guys or the guys they were promoters, but they were just guys throwing parties and giving away free liquor and beer, and they made the money and gave me that. And after I did about three parts, I said, "Hey man, y'all gonna give me a raise?" And like, "No, nah, little little boy." <laughs> ain't gonna get nothing, you know. So I said, you know, I said, hey, daddy, you're part of the American Legion, right? Rent the club for me, and quickly it turned into that. And then I, I just, I was coming back and forth when I got my license and started driving to Atlanta. So any music that popped off, I always wanted to go see the artist because my sister, father, who's in Philly, was a hustler, and I knew about promoting shows from blues shows from Denise LaSalle. Clarence Carter, Roy C. Yeah, that boy in the country. Yeah, I mean, but I'm pretty sure Big H. You know who these guys are, right? Yeah, that boy. You know country. what I'm saying? So if you seen, um, I don't know none of them. <laughs> that's you, the blues. That's oh, the blues. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I heard about them, and I heard about the Gates and stuff. So I started figuring out how it goes. So I said, well, let me just apply this to rap, which was my era. So when people like Ti, Jeezy, uh, Kilo. I was like young and knew about those guys or whatever because I was just around and I had a record store to be around. So trying to make this story short, but it's long. I ah, just pop it. I turned that into that. So when I got on the radio, I just applied that to that also and went to doing parties or whatever and using the radio station as my leverage to to make more money. So I didn't I didn't ever take no money. The, the station wasn't paying me, man. I was probably getting eight dollars an hour as a mixer. So my check might have looked like twenty bucks. For real, and, you know, yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about it, man. We got to come back, man. We got a little more. Yeah, because we're going to get this money now. Yeah, yeah. Them days, we, what are we going to do? We're going to get this money. I think somebody need to hear that story, though, because, like, nobody has the patience now to wait and get it. So, yeah. you know, when we come back, we'll talk about it. All right, that's a bet. We outside radio. You know the vibes. DJ Filthy Rich. Smooth. And it's DJ Big X. Let's well, he was so late. <laughs> Yes, sir. We still in the building. We still outside. Your boy, DJ Filthy Rich. Smooth. Hey, your boy, DJ Big X. Yeah. So before yeah. the break, uh, Smooth, you were telling us about the hustling game with this music thing, man, and how, yeah. you know. In the country. Yeah, in yeah. Country. In the country, man. So so <laughs> once I initially got on the radio, man, it was a situation where I used it to my advantage to, to promote shows, brand myself, get out there. But then I also didn't know at the time that radio was built off playing hits. I was at a station that solely play hit records so like i said another thing with the patience part is i had to understand that my pd had to approve this this app so a lot of you artists that don't know y'all upset with djs like man y'all won't play my song on the radio man y'all dj y'all full of whatever whatever there's a certain um what's what's the protocol yeah. that goes into that so you know you gotta 
do this. I've been to the PD and said, hey, man, play this record. You know, this one. Nah, we got to wait. This got to come from Atlantic, Interscope, Epic, whoever, whatever. So I didn't know. So I didn't know at the time, but I was being, uh, what they call a kid when he when he bucking on his parents? Rebellious. Rebellious. So I was rebelling <laughs> on, on, the, on the system. He should, he should and I said, man, you has, know what? He has a daughter. Yeah. So you know what? I said, man, the system, man, let me get on these mix shows and just do what I do, not knowing that BDS and Media Base and, and records show up. So I turned into that guy. But luckily for me, every song that I played turned into a hit. So I come to Atlanta and rock out with these guys with Funky X, X-rated, everybody, you know, and then just go to the clubs, DJ Monte, everybody showed me love, even the guys at the radio stations in the city or whatever. So even with mix shows, they'll invite me up. I come mix at Hot uh, Hot 107.9 or whatever, V103 when they do holiday mixes because I was just that good. Uh, plug. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so for the most part, I would come up here and i see the hit records and come back home, play the records, get cussed out. But then, like, three months later, I'm like, it's number one, number two, or it's a hit. So, you know, that, that just came became my claim to fame. So everybody from the city that blew up in the last 15 years, some way, shape, or form, they passed through me by coming to the radio station. I came to Atlanta and met them and brought them to the city, took them to the colleges, took them to the Chitlin' Circuit, you know, fed them some collard green, cornbread, and all that, and helped them blow up, man. So that's kind of the extended short version of how I work. Because one, one, one of the things that, like, Smooth was talking about, like, especially with the Chitlin' Circuit, a lot of the artists, the old school artists, a lot of those clubs that like a lot of those rappers go into, and like when they go to Bournesville and yeah. all them little towns, Columbus, like that, Augusta, Savannah. Yeah, that's like the real Chitlin circuit for real because you can really make a lot of money in those places like that. You know what I mean? Like that's really like when artists say you make it, you make your bread on the road. Mm -hmm. That's how you make right. your bread. And I'm gonna tell you a funny story. Atlanta would not pay those artists if you didn't have a hit. <laughs> They wouldn't pay you, even if you did show up a hundred deep in like oh one oh two whatever. If you didn't, for some reason, Atlanta was not. That was always the thing that Atlanta would not pay the artists here, so they would come out of town and come see me and get five hundred, a thousand, well, well, that's what they would probably. 2, a lot of times, that, they would go to those those country towns like a Macon or a Columbus and places like that because they could get paid and get and get paid what they was actually worth at the time. Right. Atlanta Atlanta's always one of them kind of places where if you go to the club now, you're going to see the hottest rapper in the strip club. You're going to exactly. see him in the club. You're yeah. going to see him somewhere doing this or doing that. So, it's Black Hollywood. Right. right. So like my shirt says shout out to Black. A Hollywood. lot of a lot of a lot of the club owners are like, "Man, you know, I, I don't see a value in having them in the, you know, you hear every week. Them. Yeah, you hear in the club yeah. every week. So how, how what what other crowd are you gonna bring in besides the crowd that's already here when you here? Yeah. So the children circuit treats you like a superstar too because they're not used to seeing. Right. Yeah, so if you and if you're in North Macon, I mean, excuse me, not North Macon. If you're in Atlanta, anywhere from Buckhead and you go south, what city do you see on every sign? Macon. Macon. Yeah. If you leave in Atlanta going south. Yep. You yeah. see Macon on almost every sign. So what I would always do is bring them down to Macon, bring them to, to the city, bring them to Barnesville. All those places were on the way to Macon. So if you came to Griffin, Barnesville, Thomaston, Forsyth, Woodbury, Greensville, LaGrange, like it's a whole yeah thing down there. We had a lot of little sugar shack, little hood spots or whatever, you know, like Jeezy Tip. They came to those places and performed. So, Even all the way down to Little Baby. We did Little Baby in Griffin and in um, – 
in Macon, Georgia, like right before that's my dog just went crazy. And if you and if you can only imagine probably what they was what they got paid a show back then. Now you got artists that's coming out that's on the same status of those artists when they started out. They jump. They they're asking for twenty and thirty thousand oh, out, yeah. out yeah. the door. You know, the money different now though. So that's how me and Smooth met. So I didn't even know Smooth. <clears throat> I used to rap, and when I was rapping, Rich, shout out to Rich from Coalition DJs too. He took me to Smooth. He took me down to Barnesville. Yeah. And <laughs> I did a show down there. I, I packed up. We, I, we was like three cars deep. I had like all strippers in my car. I had two cars of the homies behind me. We rode out there. And I think I did like three shows in the club. We was out there. Turn. I showed him love, man. Listen, we yeah. didn't have no liquor, man. We had Andre. <laughs> Andre was the rosé. Exactly. We had that red Andre, <laughs> that uh, cold duck. And that's and that's what I love about the country. We were drinking all of it too. But that's yeah. what I like about when you go to those little towns like that, man. You never really like get. They, they never have a, like a full bar or had the liquor that you want. They always have like an E and J or. It always be yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. And one one bathroom made right, out of what? a brick wall right. with a <laughs> toilet. Ain't Back no... in them days, bro, I don't care what it was. If it was liquor, I was drinking it. I was going to drink it. I don't care if it was white, brown, both. I was drinking that. So we went down there and turned up, and I was like, I, I told Rich, I was like, yo, your man's smooth. He cool, man. He dope. And then me and him just hit it off. We just start kicking it. So then when we came with the Coalition DJs, we kind of like, Started doing new music money together. That was organic too. I'm think matter of fact, Street was the one that told me, man, you need to start hosting, get on stage and host. So we started doing that, and I was like, man, doing it with smooth is fun. So I think this was just a natural progression of what we do anyway, because yeah. we weren't put together. I think that's why this show is gonna be so dope to people, because a lot of things people will put people together, like yo, you, him, and her, y'all do yeah. this show together. But man, we do this anyway. Yeah, I, I was the one that was like, I didn't really want to do this show. I really wanted to make it about you, Lala, and Smooth. But y'all yeah. said, oh, you got to have Unc on the show. You know, you well, know. we need, you know, we need, <laughs> Some wisdom. We need the wisdom. Yeah, yeah they, see, it, 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 it just happens. Yeah, man, it's my dog, man. Yeah. yeah, we need that wisdom, man. And the game, it game needs to be there right now. That's where everybody's, if you look at a lot of the interviews now, everybody's talking about what they've done, the experiences, what happened. You know, if if there's no history, you know, it's it's definitely gonna repeat itself. Even now, we're seeing a lot of stuff that's still happening that should not be happening, you know. And we definitely need that. What you created with Coalition DJs, people need to be educated and know what that is moving forward because the game is coming back to us from a standpoint of this way. You need to start. Well, I mean, it's like I always say, smooth. I think one. I think one of the main components that people forget about the music business is the the equipment business of music when you talk about controllers mixers lighting speakers that's a a half a billion dollar business yeah so i don't think they're planning on going out of business at no time soon right so with that being said i don't see the dj going away and they, and, and and they've elevated the game technology wise that's why i was telling i was telling y'all a little earlier on today i was saying um the cool thing about music now, especially with the streaming factor, and now a lot of those streaming sites are showing up on a lot of the DJ platforms. Now, when the DJs are actually playing your record in the club and, it's they're, a stream. Using, and they're using that platform, it counts as a stream. Yeah. So now you're actually is benefiting you a lot more for a DJ to DJ off of one of those platforms in the club because now every time he play your every time he go in the club and he plays before I let go or he plays that record that you hear at every club you go to and he's using that platform it's counting as streams yeah and this is a DJ power platform so why are we speaking about that and all that money that 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 those equipment the equipment costs and how much those companies are making <laughs> shout out to pioneer rain 
uh, Serato, Title, all y'all. We are open to sponsorships. This is a DJ Power show. So if y'all want to spend some money with us, yes, since yes. we really use all y'all equipment, yes. we can help you promote it. You know what I'm saying? Let's be clear. We yes. we yes. want the bag too. We Come use the equipment the for real. Yeah. Plug, plug. Yeah, you know, we ain't Come playing. On in. It's big business. We ain't playing. Yeah, no we, games. But at, at the same time, it is business. And I think a lot of times DJs, especially on the urban side of the music, we forget we're so we're so trained to be lit and and had a the, the, you know had a crowd and that kind of thing. We forget that on the business side that this is a business and business DJ business is going on every day just like the stock market. Wait, I want to speak on that too. That's a good point. So we just did Minnesota right right yesterday with the eighty five South show. So I think we had eighty five hundred people right. I'm rocking the crowd. I DJed for an hour and a half. I made good money. Be clear, I made good money, but. I'm talking to the people at the venue, right? And they telling me that um, Danger Mouse mm. did the same venue a week before, and he made six figures for two hours. He flew in on a private jet, did two hours. I did two hours. <laughs> I didn't make six figures. <laughs> he flew in on a private jet, did his two hours, and left. So that's another thing. Even with the DJs out there, like there's definitely a, a I don't know if it's a race thing. Or what? But there's a discrepancy between what we making and what those other DJs are making, especially those EDM DJs. So all you DJs out there, that's why we get mad when we be saying like, "Yo, why you DJing for 150 dollars?" Like, but I, but I think it, I think that falls more back on the promoters. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think when you look at the guys that are booking a Danger Mouth and a lot of those those big time EDM house um, DJs, they're getting paid based on what the produce. I mean, the, the promoters making the promoters knowing if he can pay them that type of money if he's giving them six six figures for two hours so can you imagine what well, he's making, making. Yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's booked as the talent like it's a it's kind of a weird situation because like even like jazzy jeff he he's booked as a, a talent, talent and right. a feature mm -hmm. to for them to come and see because he does but, such different things but falling back on that from a business perspective, you gotta do. You gotta look at it from that point. You are a talent. You are the talent. That's my you're point. Getting, yeah. You're getting booked as the DJ. You are the talent. You know. I think when it comes to urban music, we've been minimized to being like a house DJ or just a, a guy that provides the music for the moment. Right. When you look at a, a Danger Mouth or what's some of the other bigger DJs yeah. to uh, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, all those guys. These guys are really producers, yeah. though. They so. But so, you, but you but you paying for it regardless. He's still they're still DJing and they have a name. Yeah. And if DJs like if you want to start really taking it and saying, Hey, DJ Filthy Rich, this I am a talent, not just the I am a talent and a DJ. But you know what? I think we need Filthy to write this record for us. You know, we outside. Mm, we outside. <laughs> put that and, out, and, right? Yeah, and then we're gonna put that out. You know, like like Frank Ski did with Doodoo Brown and a couple of things, yeah. Uncle Al in Florida. I think we gonna we gonna hey, X, we're gonna talk man, about man, that. Put man. a pen Let's in there. I'm with put it. a you know what I'm saying? So just give me a beat. So so give him the beat. I got the talk game. I'm going to beat Uncle Luke. I'm on the hook. Yeah. So I and was, Filthy, you fill in the blanks. I see he was brainstorming through the middle of my conversation. I see. Yeah. That's what we do, man. Once you start <laughs> yeah. talking about opportunities, we're going to yeah. seize the opportunities. That's what Danger Mouse, my ass. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we got this far. We, we outside, know. Filthy and Smooth in here. Bring your girls. That's it. Oh, man. That is got to go. Don't bring it for me. I don't want them. <laughs> yeah. I'm broke, baby. <laughs> We're not going to with PG show for real. But hey man, that's 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 real though, man. Like just the game right now, like people need to hit us. They need to definitely understand what's going on and moving forward. We gotta figure out a way to get to a a, a better situation to get into the bag for our services because we, we kinda influence and curve the culture. No, nah, not kinda you know? we do. And and we don't do. there's no 
compensation. There's no residual on it. We kind of just throw it out there and, you know, people just ride the wave of it or whatever, you well, know. Yeah. Plus, you see a lot of these DJs, like, no disrespect. And, and that's the thing. Like, you got to respect the people that came before you. Oh, they're going to take that as disrespect. Well, no, nah, nah, that's why I say it respectfully. But you got to <laughs> learn from them because you don't want to be the old DJ who he ain't got no teeth in his mouth and he oh, look crazy. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like a nightmare. Like, when I was coming up, I used to look at them like, damn, I don't want to be like that. You know what I'm saying? And these are people that was my heroes. You know what I'm saying? But they wasn't getting that money. They wasn't getting the money, so we got to change got, the but game. This, but, but when you say that, and I, and I got I to defend it, I got to say something in their defense, especially the guys that came before us. You got to think, man, a lot of the sacrifices that they made when you say they didn't have no teeth and they didn't have this, they made a lot of sacrifices so that we could sit here. No, that's my whole point. I'm saying we should learn from that. We have to learn yeah, from that so yeah, we, we don't to. do the same thing and repeat right. that because I got to keep my teeth. Because a, a lot of those guys, they couldn't make the money. Like, you know, like for real, and I say this. In, in honesty and in respect for <laughs> I got to keep my teeth. <laughs> I say this in respect to the DJs even now. It's sad. I've been in Atlanta all my life DJing. $250 has been the rate for DJs in Atlanta since I was a teenager. It never went up? No. That's crazy, right? Since I was a teenager. And I ain't going to tell you how old I am. I'm um. You old enough to where it should have <laughs> went up? But okay, so how, that's, and, um, man, yeah, we got to unionize or something. So, how do and we that's, change and that? that's and that's one of the things that's been one of my my fighting points for DJs as far as the, you know the unification is like you know until we start to demand more, and we come together as DJs and really start pushing this thing forward. You know, you're gonna accept the two fifty. Just think, a lot of a lot of the DJs now feel neglected because if I'm telling you two fifty is the standard, and you got a younger DJ, you got a DJ in there that's a veteran like me, and he's already making. 250 or better, and you got a younger DJ that's coming in who want to get started, who's probably hot, probably DJing better than Unk, probably got all the new records, probably doing things just a little bit more better. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, he willing to take 150. Right. Or right. he willing to take 200, or he willing to take $75 sometime. So, and the club promoter don't care because that's less money he got to spend out of his pocket. Yeah. It's business. So it's, it's business, but it's bad business from a from standpoint when you look at it from what a DJ actually bring to a promoter's party. Oh, yeah. We always say, and, if and, you want to see how powerful the DJ is, just walk out there. Walk out. Turn the music off and yeah. walk out. Party over. Throw water hey, on the amps. I've done, I've done that before, so I, and, I've, and, and I'm telling you, if you want to get, you get somebody's attention, yeah. you'll get it quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the hell are you? <laughs> I got 300 people in here. Hey, man, listen, I know, a DJ, I, I know a DJ right now, man, for real, and I've seen him do it before, man. He's actually unplugged his equipment while the club was packed. Yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. You got to put some God respect on his soul. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> put some respect in the name, man. Yeah. All right, so we're going to get to another break. The We Outside Show, We Outside Radio, DJ Filthy Rich. Smooth in the building. Hey, it's your boy DJ Big X. Let's get into some new music. We'll be right back. Yeah, man, free game. DJ Smooth in the building, man. We outside. We outside radio going on right now on your radio for real, man. DJ Smooth in the building. DJ Filthy Rich. Yeah, it's your boy DJ Big X. Yeah, man. So, you know, we live and direct right here, man, from the whole mothership stank on you. And you know what, man? We ain't asked you the question, Filthy. Like, man, how did you get into this game? Well, like, where did the, the DJ jump in front of your name at? When you when you came off of the, the platform of rapping and said, you know what? I'm going to get behind the wheels of steels and throw a couple records on. 
So I really probably had like the most unorthodox how I became a DJ story, right? So I was rapping and I was um, managing this this store at the mall, at Cumberland Mall. And I used to sell mixtapes because me being from the East Coast, I used to get music early, like super early. So I would right. have my homies like ship me mixtapes down and I'd take like all this new music and I'd slide my songs in between them and make part of the mixtape. So I was selling mixtapes, hustling them for money for a while. And there was this dude named Chris. He was like, one of my biggest fans, man. He used to come through all the time, buy my taste, like, man, you need to make a whole album. You my favorite rapper, and blah, 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 blah. So one day he came in the store. He was like, yo, you should be a DJ. And I'm like, I don't know how to DJ. He was like, yeah, but you should be a DJ. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know how to DJ. He said, well, tomorrow you got to audition at this club, so you need to figure it out. I was like, what? He said, yeah, I just became the manager of this club called Club Wax. It's a strip club, and they need a DJ. And I told him, you going to get the job. You just got to come and audition. Like tomorrow, he said, "Yeah." I'm like, "Yo, bro, I don't know how to DJ." He's like, "Yeah, but you got all the music. You got a good voice. It's more about the voice and your personality. Like the girls like you. You know how to talk. Just come in there. Just trust me." So I grabbed my CD books. This is when you know, yeah, I had CD books. Oh yeah. my god! But I had all the music, bro. I had like big, big, big cases of CD books. So I'm coming in the club. This is my first time ever coming in there too. So I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was the Animal Kingdom in there. So oh, yeah. I'm walking in with these CD books. This is my very first impression of the club, too. I walk in the club, and it's like a, a row of girls at the bar. So I'm walking by the bar with my CD books, and the girl just grabbed my joint like, bloop. I was like, oh. She said, hey, what you doing? I said, uh, I'm here to audition for the DJ. She said, you going to be my DJ? I said, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mind you, I'm nervous because I don't know how to DJ at all. So. I came, I was smart. I came like two hours before it was time for my audition. And I went in the DJ booth and I'm just talking to the DJ. Shout out to DJ Kermit. He's in there. And I'm just talking to him. But the whole time I'm talking to him, I'm watching his hands. He's learning. I'm watching how he talking. How to drive the five speed. How he going down the list of girls, what he's saying. I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> so time goes by. I'm up there. I just start smoking. So they're like, all right, it's time for your audition. So come for my audition. I start playing. I'm fumbling around with the records, but I'm playing all the heat and I'm talking because I rap all day, every day. So I know how to talk. So I'm talking, I'm telling jokes, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So it's a train wreck, though. I'm talking about no mixing, no blending. Slamming. Boy, car crashing them records. Like, I don't even know nothing about beat matching, nothing. I'm playing the right songs, though. So then uh, I do it for like, I'm up there for like 30 minutes fumbling around, but I'm talking a lot. And talking is what got me the job because he was like, yo, the owner love your voice. He think you funny. The girls like you. They say they want you to work here. So I kind of finagled my way in. But then when I got in, I was like, all right, I can't be in here just playing around. So I got to learn. So shout out to DJ Fahrenheit. He really taught me how to DJ DJ. Um, shout out to Fahrenheit. Yeah, right. Fahrenheit. Um, yeah. My man. Um, it was a couple guys, bro. But, uh, uh, you know, some guys. You, you know how I'm tied to him, right? That was Jeezy's DJ. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, coming out of making in Hawkersville. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, that's my dog, man. So, Height showed me really how to work. And then, uh, yeah, I've been in the game ever since. And then now, you know, I got with the Coalition DJs. I remember my first day, X ain't know who I was. I walked in the room, X was looking at me like, who is this? <laughs> oh, they were throwing doo-doo on, on when they said, well, you work at everybody like, club. Wow. I'm like, yo. But, but you know what's funny, though? I just looked at the whole room like, not nah, none of y'all never been there because I know if yeah. you've been there. As soon as they started coming nah, in, they're like, oh, Wax is lit. Nah, the yeah, crazy yeah. thing about it is I had been to Wax, <laughs> and I knew what Wax was. My whole thing, I was just like, Wax is the only club I know where it be packed. 
but nobody take off no clothes. Right, right. Because we thought, you know, the you know the rumor was that they sell donuts. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's a great it's a it's a great DJ in there. That's all I know. It's a great DJ in there who was it's keeping like, them in there. You get you some Dunkin' Donuts. You go over there to wax. You I sold a lot of right. donuts. I sold a lot of donuts yeah. in my time. You know, so. yeah. So yeah, we broke we broke a lot of records on the West Side, man. So. Yeah, been there forever. I've been there since like 2006. You know what I'm saying? Been with the Coalition DJs. Came in in 2014, and we just been rocking out ever since, man. You've been I around it. that long? Yeah, bro. Oh wow! It was the day my son was born was when I called Nick Love, and he was like, "Come on in." So that was right. that was 2014. I remember that like it was yesterday. And then um, I got with 85 South Shore. I've been working with them for a long time. I did I actually DJ their very first live show at Smith's Old Bar. Okay. Very first live show ever. They was my homies. And they needed a DJ for that, so I did that. And then, you know. Relationship, exactly, relationships. Exactly. Stuck around. They kept a G with me, and they gave me the opportunity, and now we're just going all the way around the world, just shutting down every city. I love it. I love this tour, because I've been on rap tours before. Comedy tour, way better. You know, rap tours, everybody gangster. They G'd up. You know what I'm saying? It's a bunch of goons. A lot of Popeyes. Yeah, man. A Listen, lot, man. Yeah. All, all of us as DJs now, we want to play in a safe place. Yeah, and have fun. And have fun. Like, I am, I literally call all my little promoter guys. Hey, man, listen, you can have everything under 25. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll huh. take everything 28, 30, mm -hmm. even 40. And what people not knowing is that demographic is there now. 30, 40, 50 is a whole new they've been jumping in atlanta with the with the brunches before now everybody yeah. chilling smoking hookahs but and they party it's a thing now where and like, they party they party yeah. they well, party i'm gonna stay in my lane i'm gonna stay in the strip club Man, well even with that it's the same it. thing it's it's still <laughs> you hear this, there's man? a group of people 30 <laughs> 40 i'm gonna stay, I'm stay with 50. the strip clubs this you're not about to be dj in no strip club no more you you can stand up for eight hours now yeah i could do eight i could do eight i don't believe you i can do eight cap I promise Call you, it, I could yeah. do I could do a whole shift standing up. Yeah, I'm gonna take the stool out of there. And see, see, we gonna see. That's what the shift home. is. The shift is eight hours. Yeah, yeah. The strip club, strip club is eight hours. You go from eight to three. See, that's another reason. That's what I'm saying. Y'all better <laughs> stop playing with the money. And they forget and they, and see, people always just they, they just they just they just look down on the DJs, especially in the strip club. But most DJs in the strip club spend at least six to seven hours a night with no break. With no break, it ain't like you get a lunch break or, or yeah. take a twenty minutes. Y'all got a pee cup in there, huh? Nah, man, you gotta go. You got you gotta go use the bathroom and run back and get back to the song. Nah, man, I'm gonna tell you what I used to do in the country. They had a <laughs> thing up that came up to my chest. And the the red cups that everybody drink no, out of this no, that man, man, I am telling you the God honest truth. I used to be up there DJing, everybody looking. Hey, well, I go straight through the zipper hole. On. Listen, fill listen, one up like we driving in a car. I'd be like, you know how you traveling? You like you better get a cup. Yeah, listen, man, I won't go. And that's on a four hour. Like it's five hundred people in the club, and you can't get to the bathroom. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, bro, I used to be there, boy. Oh, like it, it be it be two or three of these up under the. <laughs> the thing, I'm like, hey man, listen, bro, you cleaning up the club, hey man, listen, be careful with throwing that away. That's some sensitive material. One thing about it in the strip club, bro, if you having a bad night, country, country, bro, you better have you better have your substitute, a substitute DJ in the strip club. How you having a bad night? I never had yeah, that you before. Can, you can you can have a bad night. You some, I mean, you know, I've gotten I've gotten drunk in the club. I've seen it. <laughs> oh, okay. I was his substitute DJ. <laughs> like, yo, where Big X at? Well, he had the bar asleep at the bar. God. Hey, shout out to you for giving up alcohol, man. Hey, man, listen. I, you got to thank, man. If yeah, you start, man. If you, listen, bro. If you this start, is a whole new man. Man, listen. If you start drinking at like eight, right? <laughs> yeah. And you drink and drink to three in the morning, 
Oh, you've had enough to drink. <laughs> yeah. You've had enough. Thanks. So I used to get not roasted, but toasted mm-hmm. in the club. Yeah. So, but at the same time, I'm gonna tell you the funny thing about alcohol. When you're in the club and in the atmosphere like that, you really be feeling like you in control. And yeah. Because you really yeah. feeling like you having way more fun than everybody else. Exactly. <laughs> right. So I try to explain that to people. They be like, "Yo, why you be so drunk in the DJ booth?" I'm like, "Yo, because if I'm lit, I know how they feel, and they lit, so I know what to play, right. how to yeah. play it, what to say. We vibing. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like a I connection. Think, and even the, the adrenaline, I think, because even for me, it was a a cup of liquor and a beer. Every 30 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. And that was being modest. Like, I would probably drink a little less than a fifth of Hennessy and probably a, a six to 12 pack of Bud Light at the time before I before I kind of cut off. I cut it off cold turkey in like 2015. I, I just stopped. I'm like, man, I can't do it. You got, you got, when I look back at it now, I, I went 10 years. I worked probably five, six days a week in a strip club. I would start drinking at maybe like eight, nine o'clock. And you would, you know, un- you would uncountlessly just Yeah, you, you just do it. It's there, so. It, yeah. And it go down, like. I'm doing that tonight. Y'all, y'all talking past tense. Yeah, but. This is the life I live, currently live right now. But but the thing about it is, now when I look back <laughs> on it, I didn't I didn't see the damage I was doing to my body because at the same time I developed, you know, I had a heart, I had a heart attack at 45. Scared the hell out um, of us. I, 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 diabetes, you know what I'm saying? And you're not thinking about these things when you're actually in the midst of having fun. Right. It's the after effect. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I became like an advocate for like, you know, I don't try to tell people to stop drinking, but I just try to tell people, hey, man, this this is what's going to happen after. Mm-hmm. And this is what you're doing to your body right now. You know what I'm saying? But so, DJs I, get some health insurance. Yeah. Too. But what's crazy? <laughs> what's, get some health insurance, yeah. y'all. But what's crazy for me is when I'm when I'm DJing, I'll have a drink, maybe have one beer or whatever, just now in this day and time. But when I get home, I have no desire. I got a full yeah, bar. I, mean, is, I have no desire to drink because it's a social thing. It's, it, yes. ain't, it ain't really yeah. like a let I me can, just get drunk. It's yeah. like in the moment, if I'm feeling good, let me get this drink because once I turn up, everything around me gonna turn up. Facts. Yeah, yeah. I don't drink at home neither. Yeah, I cannot. <laughs> I got full everything in there, open, sealed. You got a full bar. I cannot <laughs> drink at home. Okay, it, so here's it, the other thing too, different. though. Here's the other thing too, and I want to say this to the artists if y'all listening, right? So. When I go in the club, they be like, oh, man, my boy here. Get him a shot. Get yeah. him another shot. Yeah. Get him a double shot. So I'm the type of nigga, type of guy. I'm going to drink the shots, bro. Like, whatever you sending up there, bong, bong, bong. Me- so instead of buying me a drink, all my artists out there, the money that you was going to spend on that drink, just give me the money, bro. If right. you want to show me some love, tip me. Don't get me drunk and kill me, bro. Yeah. Please, please. The, now, this is what I have going on, too, with this, the thing with the pay. And the DJs and the promoters or the club owners is if a hundred guys are willing to buy me a drink for 10, 15 bucks, I just sold an upcharge at your bar. Facts. So if I don't get it that way, you can more than compensate me for helping sell. I even have a thing that I do. If it's your birthday, oh, your birthday. Oh, I'm 25. Okay, we need to get 25 shots going. And we're going to do 25 shots every hour. So I just upsold mm-hmm. your product in order for you to be able to pay me respectfully and correctly when you're doing that on top of the gratuity. Add a couple hundred dollars to the pot. Come exactly. on. I ain't paying you no more money for that. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, though, you, you have to look at that in a sense of. I'm being a promoter now. I ain't paying you no money. No, this is why I'm telling both of y'all. <laughs> cut the middleman. 
don't buy no drinks. Give me the money <laughs> that you was going to spend on the drinks. Give me the money, bro. I'm now, but I'm, but I'm saying, saying I drink, like, but, my but drinks cost saying, $15. This is what I'm saying, Smooth. I'm but you show that. your worth yeah, yeah, and your yeah. value and what you help bring to the, the bottom line of yeah, well, the, sales, yeah, too. Well, yeah, you do. But at the same time, when you think about it, you're saying, oh, you upcharge. You, you upcharging and you making money for me at the same time. But that's all, that's only a hundred, couple hundred more dollars. That they could give to but him. But that's a couple hundred they won't give you. Yeah, he's saying swing it back to him. Give me some swing of that bar. Back. Well, if that's the case, you should ask for a percentage of the bar. Yeah. I mean, but you're not, in, in I, most cases, you're not doing that much. Yeah, you do. See, this is why I don't work with promoters. <laughs> I, I'm the yeah. promoter. If right. y'all seen me, y'all seen how I move. I'm I'm the promoter. I don't, a promoter cannot book me, bro. You can't book me. I'm the promoter. I want that door. And you're going right. to pay me to do that. And that's why, then that's why, you know, for me, being, you know, doing this for so long, that's why most of the time when I did do the strip club, I would leave, if I did six nights a week or four or five nights a week, one or, one or two of those nights, I would actually be the promoter. Yes. So, yeah. And if I was a promoter, I wanted to do it. And I wanted, at a certain point, once I put enough people in the club. Yeah, you want, want a percentage of the bar after restock. Shout out to Filthy Rich Friday. Not after restock. I want a percentage of the bar after a certain number of people. Right. If I had to wait for restock, that means you really killing me. Oh, they finna rob you. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, we we dropping jewels, y'all. I hope y'all catching them all. You young DJs out there, man. This we we went through it, so you didn't have to. Keep so, your teeth. And that's why I say it's important, man. That DJs look at it like a business. That's why I was telling you earlier in the show. It's like you are a brand at the same time. Like when you when you set yourself out here, like me, I'm DJ Big X. So when I go to a club, I'm selling. Who I am. I'm bringing my expertise. I'm bringing what I know I can bring to the club. I know if I come in, I know if you put my name on the fly, if nothing else, 100 people are going to walk through that door. Right. Especially if I promote and it. Our, you know what I'm saying? And our constituents and rich friends that will come in and make the day a little brighter right. for yeah. some I mean, lucky you, female. And you got to think about, like, especially like when I was in the club and I'm doing Coalition, I, it was nothing for me to have a Rocco, a Jeezy, a Gucci Man, Amigos, a Future. All them guys would just come in just because they knew we was in the club. And the promoter didn't have to pay them. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, a lot of times when they would come in, we would either have a night, if we didn't have a door, the promoter would make some money, but he would still wouldn't pay us what we wanted because he was like, hey, I, this is what I told you I was going to pay you. Yeah, and I'm not anti-promoter neither. It's just what you negotiate. Right. It's like everything else. Yeah, like yeah. promoter, like yo, if this all you want. I'm a, I'm a promoter, so I'm never against the promoter. It's, yep. it's just it's all about how promoters conduct their business. Every promoter ain't a fair promoter. I try to be a fair promoter, even when I book a DJ. Sometimes, hey, depending on the DJ, I might have to give you that two fifty. Yeah, it won't be me, <laughs> but somebody, somebody. I'm just yeah. being honest, like you know, when you when you me a too. Bit, when, you, when you a bit, when you when you do when you when you doing business, sometimes you have to look at your bottom line, yeah. and if and if sometimes cutting corners is gonna work for you, you have to do that. It ain't that you don't you you don't value that DJ, but if you really value the DJ, and you want to pay him five hundred or more dollars or whatever or a thousand dollars, you should go get the DJ that you want. Well, well I, that, I, that DJ should be worth yeah. it and bring that crowd, so you make the money anyway. Yeah. Right, and yeah. I've I've taken that two fifty in circumstances where me and this person worked together, where that was that. But like, come this next party that went successful, it might have been a a tsunami. You know, we got crazy weather where one day is this and the next day is that. That's gonna you know maybe kill or destroy your crowd for the night. Or even right now with what's going on, there's so much stuff in the streets that go on. It might just be something that determines how your night going to go. So I've always been cool with bending and helping a promoter 
on the nights. And I'm like, yeah, that that'll get me home and whatever. But you that's know. but is that yeah. a plug and play situation? See, for me, I, yes. got, I got I got different prices for plug and play. If I got to bring the equipment, see, I have different prices that I'm working with at that point. Yeah, so plug and play, I'm gonna get a minimum of this. Right. Period. But if I got to bring my equipment, if I got to bring anything out of my home to make and enhance your situation, my price is definitely going to go up. Definitely. Yeah. 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 As yeah. it should be. I, I mean, listen, I don't want y'all to think I just, oh, I can't book 50 out here. <laughs> like, I just did a, a $200 job maybe about three weeks ago. and I don't do those. Listen. Don't ever call me was, with those. I wasn't <laughs> mad, but I was disappointed in myself because I was like, uh, you knew yeah. not to do that. It was you like I said, but it was light work. Yeah. It wasn't nothing, man. It's it's due to circumstances. Like some situations are cool where you can do that for a friend, or that's what it was. And and was I, I used to say this too. Now, if you if you're at home and you're sitting on your ass, and you know that might be the light bill or the cable bill for that particular thing, but that's not something that you do on a regular basis. That's not nothing that you always take. That situation may just be there. So, you know, like even today, and I, I keep it real, even today, I didn't book for tonight. I already had a corporate event going on that paid somewhere between a number and a thousand. So I made that, but then I'm I broke, didn't, baby. So I didn't have a, I didn't have a gig. <laughs> I didn't Don't have tell a, them how much you made. Yeah, so I didn't have a gig for tonight. So on the way home, a promoter that I'm cool with and a club owner that has a small venue about the size of this room said, man, would you mind coming? You know, give me a number of what I can do to work with. I'm going to just put something together. Right. And I said, well, I'm coming down the road. Cool. You know, it's a plug and play situation. So I showed him love on that. I said, man, just make sure it's 250. And if it do numbers, you know, come on in on the back end and, you know, we'll look out. But if it don't go nowhere, no nobody show up. Got that. So I just turned up. I, I, I nobody, turned. What you mean if don't nobody show up? If if the night goes bad for him, I'll take that two fifty. But if it goes well, but this is a relationship. Me and this guy have been dealing with each other for five or ten years. <laughs> <laughs> so, do y'all understand what I'm saying though? No, I'm I like, do. I'm I, just glad we got video X face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, he an Atlanta guy, so um, we doing this in in, in the, the country. country. Yeah. So it's like, hey, bro, I'll take that. So what I just did, I just turned my this day into an extra day so y'all know i love shoes so see that might be my shoe money for the right, weekend right right or whatever something to just get to my daughter to be like hey i'm gonna go in there and rock out for a couple of hours and then do what it do so i like those are understandable circumstances in my case okay to go pick up that little change i'm gonna plead the fifth in that case i'm gonna plead the fifth now i do want to say something too because i know where this is going all these sensitive people out here now that we public figures they're gonna be in the comment like ah oh, man well, i'll be djing for 150 dollars and they talking about me we ain't talking about you bro like everybody's situation is different you know what i'm saying we just saying value yourself so i ain't listen we not knocking you if you dj for a hundred dollars or whatever that's what you're choosing to do that's what you need then that's cool. We just yeah. saying you got to go up though. Like, don't just keep doing that because that's all yeah. you're gonna get. If that's that's you put the value I'm, on yourself. I'm gonna tell you what a, what a, what an older guy told me. So he said, "X, if you ever want to get it, you you gotta is what you negotiate. That's it, bro. You know what right. I'm saying? If you if you negotiate a hundred, you gonna get a hundred. Let me tell you one of my tricks too. <laughs> when there's a gig that I don't want to do. I throw a ridiculous number, number out there, right, no doubt, because I know they're gonna say no, and then it's so high. If they happen to say yes, then I'm like, well, I do it then. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I did. Yo, just throw a number out there. And see what sticks <laughs> I did, up top. I did, You'd I did, be surprised. I did, that, I did that one time for a win, and they actually paid it. See, and I hated. I'm talking about man. That had to be the worst gig I ever did in my life. <laughs> you get what you pay for. Yeah, yeah. But when you left and you got that check, 
Oh, no, I like the check. You wasn't mad I, no more. The, yeah. Because I hate weddings. I hate doing weddings. Yeah. Wedding, weddings are a stressful gig if you're not built for it. Like, yeah, I'm built I'm not for a wedding, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a wedding DJ. Yeah. That's why I say certain DJs do certain things. Yeah, you things. a strip you know club DJ. You I'm can't a, be. <laughs> I mean, but don't get me wrong. I can do all occasions, but it, yeah. that ain't my forte. It's going to be easy for him to do the, do the reception when he got to call out 10 names I was gonna for him say, to walk out. I can't picture him at the wedding. Hey, man, we got uh, Strawberry <laughs> the Bridesmaid coming out of set one. <laughs> get your ones out. Hey, man, I've been there with the strip club boys at the, at the wedding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the wedding. Who in there smoking that mid? Put that mid out <laughs> at the reception. <laughs> and, and what's crazy for me, I, I struggle with strip clubs, but I, I flourish that, with regular clubs but, and turning them into strip clubs and twerk fests and money-throwing events where it's like, don't take your clothes off. See, and, 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 and this, this is the thing I wanted to add to that, too. I think a lot of times people don't really understand how hard it is to work in a strip club. Everybody always go, oh, they don't do nothing but just play records. But I've seen some of the best DJs that people around here in the city would go, oh, he's a he's a dope DJ. He's a this, he's a that. And the club and the strip he club- doo-doo in there. And the strip club would actually book that particular DJ to come in the strip club and work. And the first thing they'll do is go, they'll play a few records, and then I go, get on the mic, man. You gotta get the girl on the stage. He was like, I don't do that. I don't do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, born is a host. Hey, it's, and it's, born is a host. And, 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 no, and no disrespect to them, they'll go, they'll play for a minute, then they go, well, man, you can go on and get back on, man. I just wanted to see. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another one bites the dust. It ain't for everybody. That's why I'm glad I learned as a strip club DJ. I, I learned that way. So, do, But it's, it's the same way, too, going backwards sometimes. Some people can only do strip clubs and can't rock a regular party, too. And that's true. I've seen that. And that's true. I've seen because that. on the for real, like, I could do a little bit of both, but I prefer to do a strip club because you can actually, in the strip club, this this the whole science behind the strip club, for real. You can play anything in the strip club. Right. Because if the girl is getting paid, she going to dance too. <laughs> <laughs> right. So even when you think you played the wackest record, if she got paid to play the, the dance, she dancing to that record whether she like it or not. Right. So that's why I say a lot of times when you in the club and somebody think they record is popping, they say, like, man, all the girls was dancing to my record. She was supposed to. She got paid. Exactly. Right. Because <laughs> if she didn't move, she wasn't going to get paid. <laughs> so with that being said, Drake just gave a DJ in Atlanta. I love that. $2,000. Shout tip. out to Drake. As hey, a tip. Shout out to Drake. So how, how do we feel? No, I feel good about it because it's showing the artist, like, this is the biggest in the world. He don't have to pay a DJ to play nothing because we're going to play it anyway. So the fact that he respects us enough to still pay a DJ and tip a DJ should show all you young and upcoming artists, like, yo, bro, it still always comes back to us. And, again, we are people, too. You you hear what we talking about what some t people get paid. You be surprised what some DJs get paid, man. You might tip a DJ and you might give yeah. him what you gave him might be more than what he was getting paid for that gig and, man so and, and don't get know. me wrong we we talking about the lower skill of the money for real for real yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's a lot of DJs out here that really really get paid a lot of money like there's right. a lot of DJs get paid very well I'm broke yeah. baby yeah. I ain't got it <laughs> I ain't one of them I DJ for two dollars <laughs> Uh, oh. and, a, and a Casamigos, <laughs> but I, let, let me let me ask this though: Do do us as seasoned veteran DJs that are doing well for ourselves as far as the business, do we share the numbers with the guys to get them up to speed? I ain't telling nobody what I make. To, I'm broke, and, and, but I, but I think that's baby. That, I think that's 
No, I just, I'm, I'm, I just, I just try to advocate for more than two fifty. After that, you figure it out. <laughs> yeah. What, right. How much like, are your bills? Right. Like right. advocate more for more than two fifty to five hundred dollars. Like I always tell the DJ, I won't even leave my house if I can't make more than five hundred dollars. Right. That's a good starting point, right? I, I, get I like it. that. I get I like it. That. But I, I'm just, I'm just wondering though because it's like, should I mean, if we, even if we did a, if there was a conference, like I know you do the 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 anniversary 15 year anniversary is coming up and you do the summit yeah in that room should the numbers be discussed no i I don't think is i think you know what you get paid is private i think what you actually earn and what you what you really ask for that's your business because at the same time you got a lot of people that's gonna the price is gonna vary based on their position in 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 the game, like you know, that's right. But we like know what me, LeBron make, and we know what the dude on the bench getting the last man pick, right? So, but you don't have to ask what LeBron make. You already know he's top tier, right? So, right. Certain- oh, I see what you're saying, though, smooth. All right, now you might be right because we know what the rappers get paid for shows. Everybody but business I is think, out but there. This, see, but this that's the problem I have with that. Yeah, that's not good, right? You know, <laughs> it's like when it comes to uh, when it comes to us as black entertainers and black people. Period. Our numbers are always shared. That's not to say that they don't share. I'm not saying they don't share um, other people's right. numbers, but I'm saying when it particularly becomes to us, we, our net worth is always, hey, his net worth is this, his net worth is that. But you got certain people that make a lot of money that you, you never hear about what they made. I, I get it, but dollars. I'm just saying to to protect the culture and not to let, this turn into a jukebox. Yeah. No, no, because at the same time, the, the reason why I say that you got EDM, you got house DJs. Yeah, you got a you got an idea what they make, but you don't specifically you don't specifically specifically know what every DJ is making. You know what I'm saying? And everything is kind of an estimate. It's not actually what they're making. Yeah. I like. I'm just asking combo. from from a from an OG and a management promoter standpoint yeah, to management. even where me and Rich is at with him doing tours like. I've been on the road with an artist before, but as a manager, per show, I would never want nobody to know your numbers as a manager because if, yeah. if, 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 as a manager, if, I, if you if I, if I was managing both of you guys and you knew what he was making, what you think you gonna ask for? I, I get that, but I'm like, there's still gotta be Ooh, let's a spin bare it. minimum. I know how to spin it. Okay, let's say you were my manager. Right. How much should I be charging on tour? Right now? Yeah. I would base that on what what they're doing ticket wise. Mm, but tickets don't got nothing to do with me. It don't, but it based on what the overall what they're making, what the budget is, right? Right, and what that because what because what they are willing, what they what they're gonna be able to pay you is gonna be based off of what they make. Mm-hmm. So you gotta base what you want from what they're normally making tonight. So you apply that to promoters too, then, right? So right. when a DJ is working in the club. You should know. If he's making fifteen thousand, he paying you one fifty. You trip. You got a problem. Exactly. Exactly. Okay? That's the rule of thumb, y'all. You got to know these numbers. You got to know what you. they making, so you can know what you can charge. Thank you, God, dog. No, well, I just learned something, man. Y'all just put me in the game. Now I know how to negotiate, nigga. Show me you. Your books. Where your books? Yeah, open the book. My office open hours are from nine yeah. to yeah, five. I mean, that's you that's gave just, me a W nine. But that's just common sense. Like, I mean, and I, I, you do that with anything. Like, if you know somebody's making fifteen thousand on a door. So that's what we should be preaching or telling this this new generation to be like, ask those questions or let's okay. talk to them. Like, because because even now, man, look, I, I look at it like this. They're selling the real estate. They're selling the table a section. Hookahs are what, $80 up here now? Yes, food. But you have to base that off of what value do you bring to that party? I, I understand that. So that's what I'm saying. Still, if you're DJ nobody, 
versus I, Filthy Rich. If you smooth. DJ nobody and nobody knows you, and you know that promoter made fifteen thousand, but you know you're not at that level to go in there and to, to, to demand fifteen hundred or two thousand for that night, then no, right. don't put yourself in that situation. Yeah. So he still should be able to walk out of there with about uh, At least four to six. Yeah. So as he said that before, I think you skipped over that. Really try not to leave the crib for less than five hundred dollars. <laughs> right. Right. And 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 you're in if you're in Atlanta. That's yeah, what I've been doing for years. Yeah. But I'm broke, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying. But if, if you're you're in Atlanta, so Atlanta is like the new Miami. So I understand that, you know, four hundred is gonna go to getting there. Parking, yeah. whatever it is, you still got four to put in your pocket. It's like I, I would tell a DJ this, man. When they're charging $40 outside, mm. the parking man is making more money than you. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Oh, listen, man. The gratuity <laughs> game, the gratuity okay. game is so gangster right now with the girl. When the, when the guy in the when the guy in the parking lot who's parking the cars, the valet is making more than the DJ who's holding the whole party down, you got a problem. Drop the mic. Yeah. Drop the mic. Hey, you know what? Let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. We got to wrap it up because we're running out of time. Uh, Smooth, where can everybody catch you at and what you got coming up? Just follow me, man, at DJ Smooth Middle Georgia, man, on Instagram. It'll lead you to my Facebook. It'll lead you to my Snapchat. I be on TikTok sometimes, but, you know, I'm pretty much just, that's how to find me, man, my Instagram. My real government phone number is in my bio. Man, y'all be like, Smooth, I've been trying to get in touch with that number. been the same for 20 years. <laughs> You can call me and just talk to me about whatever. I've always been that way with the artists. I've been transparent with them. Like, hey, man, just whoop, 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 and go. So, yeah, DJ Smooth, Middle Georgia, that's how you find me. That's a bet. Big X, what you got coming up and where can they find you? Oh, uh, man, I got a lot coming up, man. Uh, like I said, I'm everywhere, man. I'm, I'm everywhere you want me to be. <laughs> <laughs> For the right price. There you go. Uh, you can find me online at uh, DJ Big X ATL on Instagram. Uh, DJ Big, no, Big X ATL on TikTok. Uh, and... Facebook, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at on Facebook. Somewhere. They'll find yeah. you. Executive X or something. Yeah, no, nah, Executive X. You're right. That's what it is. I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> there you go. I'll be doing my research. All right. <laughs> All right, man. I'm DJ Filthy Rich. You can find me on Instagram, DJ underscore Filthy Rich on Twitter, DJ Filthy Rich AO. I think I'm on TikTok, DJ Filthy Rich. I just started my page, but don't be looking for much on there because I don't be on there like that. Oh, and uh, this is the We Outside show. I'm outside. You can find me on the 85 South Tour. I'm at Club Wax. Pull up on your boy. Hosting New Music Monday every Monday with yeah. DJ Smooth right here in Atlanta, Georgia at the world-famous Spaceship Stankonia Studios. And we out, man. We Outside show. We appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. <laughs>